I'll bet you didn't know that you're a trailblazer, a workforce pioneer. Well, if you're a remote worker, that's exactly what you are. Because in the past year, so many of us have been relegated to working away from the office and setting up shop at home, in your car, in a coffee shop, and other places that you never thought were meant to be workplaces at all. But I'll tell you something, future generations will thank you. I'm Dan Nessel, podcaster, communicator, marketer, and longtime remote worker. And I'm Andrew Silberman, president and chief enthusiast of Advanced Management Training Group and author of Get a Grip on Remote Work. And we welcome you to season one of the Remote Work Companion Podcast, 10 episodes based on Andrew's book, where our mission is to make remote work work better for you. Welcome to the Remote Work Companion. I'm Dan Nessel. And I'm Andrew Silberman. And we're here to help you have a more rewarding remote work experience. You know, we've been talking a lot about you know, kind of more of the difficulties we have, I think, yeah. as remote workers, the stress you deal with, the loneliness, some of the belonging issues. And we've tried to touch on a few kind of, you know, practical, technical, technical topics too. But t- today we're going to talk about the technical side a little bit more, not necessarily about what platform to get or something like this, more about this whole idea that when you are on camera, you're on camera, you're an actor in many ways, you have a role to you have a role to play. So you can imagine that when you've got that, you know, that turn camera on button in a web conference or in a video conference, whenever you hit that red button, it's almost as if you see this, the, 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 the old fashioned, what do they call the clicker? The, the oh, the, um, yeah, yeah. Um, boom. There's some, there's a word for it. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, it'll come back to me. Take five. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, the click action. Right. Somebody actually imagine there's a director telling you, but you're your yeah. own director where you click the button. So it's yeah. it's all about action. And how mm. do you make if 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 the video conference is a stage, how do you present on that stage? Yep. Uh, as not just an actor, but as as your your authentic self, even though you realize you have a role to play. Yeah. And that's what Andrew's chapter is about here with action. Right. And and it goes back. What was it? It must have been the Disney company that first was talking about this, where they called their staff at Disney World, at Disneyland, right? They called them actors, right? Yeah. It's like you, and it wasn't only the Cinderella, the, the cast, 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 exactly, the cast. So they weren't, it wasn't, and that didn't just mean Goofy and Cinderella, Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Everybody. It was everybody. And the thing is, that's what we are doing. We're playing a role in our businesses, right? And the role that I would like everyone to adopt, because I would feel better if everyone was adopting this on on my calls, is, okay, we're all here to help us get, right, through items on the agenda, know who's doing what, when, why, where, um, Mm -hmm. all of those kind of things. So how do we do that? How do we communicate better? Well, if we're going into this Zoom world, mostly Zoom, WebEx, it doesn't matter the platform, but how are we set up, positioned? right? How do we look? How do we sound to make it that our message is going to get through the clutter, right? Because it's one more assuming is used to be, wow, you get a postcard in the mail, that's exciting. Or you get a letter, then okay, then it became all junk mail, (laughs) right? Then we get into this new world of, we call new, dating ourselves, but email and that's, Okay, wow, it's exciting. I heard from this, but now it's just more of this. And I'm sure your first Zoom meeting, first web, wow, this is cool. We can have a video conference. This is great. Oh, and it still is great, right? It's how I keep in touch with family and friends that are not here in Mm -hmm. Tokyo. But that 
still, we if we really want to make an impact, a positive impact, and we want to enjoy, right, enhance our remote work experience, you got to think about rem- enhancing it for others. And I know that there's almost a fine line. I'm not sure where the line always is between vanity, right? Because there's people who are going to say, oh, I'm going to make myself look, I'm not going to do that. Why would I want to make myself look a certain way? It's not so that you look better for yourself. <laughs> it's so that you're positioned in the camera and that they, people can hear you Yeah, for whatever that role requires. And we were talking a little bit offline, right, Dan, about uh, a couple of companies. I mean, they have their setup structure or rules. They, they expect mm-hmm. that any, everything from companies that want you to join a video conference with suit and tie, yeah. right? Over to the ones that say, well, they don't, they don't care at all about that. It's just, you just join, but still you're making an impression. You're playing a role. Exactly. And, and I mean, let, we, let's talk about that for a second about yeah. this suit and tie stuff. Yeah. You know, yes, we have to think about the audience as with any form of communication. And here I'm going to just put on my communicator hat because mm. that's technically what I bill myself as a communicator. So I should have something to say about that. But, you know, as a communicator, you're supposed to be thinking about the audience all the time, right? What's going to make them feel more comfortable, not necessarily more comfortable, but certainly how are they going to be more receptive to your message? And there's a school of thought, sure, that says, I want to, I'm going to make sure I put on a suit and look great. I guess it depends on the context, really. You really do need to know your context. But my gut is telling me that in this world right now, where we stand, unless you're talking to somebody who with foreknowledge and an understanding that there are rules of how you're supposed to dress, I personally wouldn't want to go any more than like a business casual level mm. on any Almost of these. Almost looks weird to us, right? I think it would be strange. Like everybody knows, unless you're in an office, if you're not remote, but you're participating from an office in a big call, great, I get it. You actually got up put in the effort, you're in a place where you're allowed to go to an office perhaps, <laughs> but maybe you're not a, you're not a remote one worker. <laughs> you're days. one of the few who's not remote and you're in the office. And sure, there are going to be times when even if you're a remote worker, there are times when you go to the office that requires its own, its own set of rules. And oftentimes that means a suit or a higher end of wardrobe. Mm. But for any of us who are not going to an office, it's, I think you're right. It's weird. It's understood that we're going from maybe our bedroom or our bed, maybe that's five steps away. Maybe it's 10 meters away. Maybe it's a different floor, but it's in the same, you know, the same area from there to the office, sometimes directly. Yeah. And it, I think it would be odd to say, you know what? I stopped in the, I stopped on the way to think what suit would be appropriate for me to sit in my home office. Right. Right. A little weird. And, and I, I know I'm, I'm inviting disagreement on this one. And, well, and, and I did see it. I saw, I saw it play out on, on a little bit of a battle over this because yeah, somebody was saying, Hey, you know, you, I, we're paying you. We're paying for you. The company is paying for you. You should show up professionally. Yeah. And others, the other end of the spectrum was simply, it's like, uh, actually <laughs> you're asking me to work while also taking care of my kids who are home from school because of this pandemic. And mm-hmm. I've got, several more things going on than I ever did. And and now you're saying I should take the time, uh, you know, to put on makeup <laughs> and a tie. What are you talking about? I'm not going to do that. Right. Or well, exactly. But, and then, so yeah, you got to figure out the, the atmosphere that you feel comfortable with. Obviously you well, and right. I today we're wearing t-shirts. So. <laughs> well, we're not working. For real. But, but even That's if I was working, 
that's the way we do it. But he, look, if I was working, if I if I had meetings with my bosses, yeah. you know, and my and my team, I wouldn't necessarily be wearing a crappy T-shirt. That's for sure. Right. If you're, if, if especially if it was a performance review. Yeah, I'd want to put the effort in, but more than that, you know, I just want to make sure that the other person is not uncomfortable. Mm. Right. Now, if I'm the type of person who, like everybody knows, loves to wear a suit and loves to put on a tie, you know, then then that would, I'm sure, to the people who are my uh, interlocutors on these calls, I'm sure they'd be like, oh, yeah, there's Dan in the suit again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- if, if that's not me normally, and if, um, you know, in this situation, you know, I'm going to go, you know, button down shirt at best. You know what I mean? Sweater usually. But then we think about, okay, we also don't want to be sipping on a Slurpee, right? That's right. So or you, ending so a, a milkshake. Also. You're careful about how you're coming across, the way you look, the way you sound, yeah. right? So we, we talked about wardrobe, yeah. but presenting, being the actor on stage, the role yeah. has a lot more than wardrobe, Yeah. right? There's your whole manner, of course, no Slurpees. I like, maybe that's just a shorthand for don't, don't be impolite and, you know, <laughs> don't. Don't do stupid things like that, but you can have a cup of coffee, but I mean, yeah, no slurpees, no sloppiness. I mean, clean up your, clean up your zone. Mm. Mm. Make sure your background and in, in your, the area around you doesn't show anything that's untoward. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Yes. You know, it what has does, happened. What, it has <laughs> happened. You know, I mean, I even, you know, and some I'm, it's, it's sad to say, but even in this day and age, I would say, Andrew, that. You want to even have the the items that are around you in your background to reflect who you are authentically, but at the same time, you know, to kind of be middle of the road so it doesn't doesn't kind mm. of poke anybody in the eye. Good you know, point. like point, yeah, yeah. You know, I think people are like kind of yeah. staring at folks, you know, bookcases and mm. the chachkas they've got around. You know, you yeah. just want to make sure that you know you have sort of middle of the road, um, <laughs> you know, non-offensive stuff in general. Or at a minimum that you've thought it through. Or you thought. are presenting. Is that part of your brand, right? I mean, yeah. this is goes, Tom Peters wrote about this years ago, brand you. But it's, you know, is that part of your brand? I mean, if you're a political activist, I don't think it's bad to have a, a political action well, poster right, behind right. you. But if you're Clearly. if you're a communications consultant, yeah, you, you might have a Typically, couple. I would of say if, if you're representing a company or a brand, um, you know, who, you know, is any tra- publicly traded company or any organization that sells products and interacts with consumers, you know, you have to understand anytime you're on the camera, yep. you're representing them. Yep whether you know you are or you're not. So that's just keep that in your yeah. in the forefront of your mind when you have stuff going on in your background. And yeah. now now I'm, now I'm I'm paying very close attention to what I've got in my background. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> well, you've thought it through. Today uh, I'm still in the we just had a a holiday gathering, small socially distanced <laughs> holiday <laughs> gathering uh, last night. So we we still have some of the remnants <laughs> in the background of that. But yeah, if this were if this were a engagement either for a client, right? And uh, well, if it was video, right? If it's video, I want yeah. either, and, and some universities, one of them here, Hitotsubashi, like for any of the official meetings, like graduations and this kind of stuff, they had everyone have a certain virtual background that was set up just for that, you know, the, yeah. those events. I think it's great. It, it's a good, yeah. it, it, it actually is a way of making people feel um, 
more together too. Like, okay, we're on this same team kind of thing. So yeah. there's a lot. So virtual backgrounds. Yeah. Virtual backgrounds. I'm not a huge fan of in general, but like for a, for a college or a, a master's graduation, it was just great. Cause you saw yeah. he's coded with professors versus alumni versus student, you know, it was, it was cool. I think that they're a real boon to people who have a chaotic environment mm. for lack of a better word. There's plenty of folks who are in this, you know, remote work situation and they're not in the best right. room for that to happen. Maybe they're in a small apartment in the city and, you know, they've got people in and out of their background or yeah. they've got, you know, laundry hanging up behind them. Yeah. You know, yep. use in that case, by all means, use the virtual background. Just know that when you use a virtual background, it can it can pull on your bandwidth a little bit. It can and it can distract you, you can, it can your distract. hands can go in and out of it, right? Unless you have the green screen. Behind yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You can it, it can it can be interesting, cause interesting visual effects. Yeah, but that's probably better than looking at somebody's laundry. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you know, think think about that. I think as you as you're figuring out action, like how yes. to be on camera. The other thing about that you write about Andrew is, and we touched on this in an earlier episode about positioning the camera, positioning uh, your microphone, everything, and um, at the very least making sure that you're in frame, you know, and we talked about this being in frame and the lighting and all that stuff, right? How important that is for yes. presenting a, a better you. Yes. And just take a look at it as if you are the other person. Now, if, if you remember the audience, if you're really serious about it, like you have a, a big group and you're the facilitator, I've done this for a couple of, you know, large seminars for an MBA class or an executive MBA class. One of my favorite things to do, you know, I, I shouldn't say favorite. <laughs> one, one of the good things I do when I take the time to do it is set up a second login, right? From another laptop so that I can, I can see what it looks like to be just yeah. a participant. And I, that's something, and you just check, you're like, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, I'm not a really good idea. in the frame. Am I? And, and, and then you don't have to ask, can everybody see this? Can, can, can you see this slide? Do you, can, you know, <laughs> is my screen being shared? I don't know why we're asking that over and over again. Generally you can kind of know, but. <laughs> yeah. But I also think a lot of times we ask that because no people don't bother rehearsing. Right. And this is another thing about action. I think that, that yes. we have to keep in mind. What do actors do? They rehearse. Yes. When you have a presentation, this is has nothing to do with remote work. This has to do with being a good performer and <laughs> presenting well. Andrew knows because he's like because he's supermaster, superman, uh, toastmaster, extraordinary supremo. Uh, but but when you're you know when you're in the toastmasters especially, but there's a lot of other organizations like that. You know you are taught about preparation, and it's true. I mean, I was in toastmasters as well. Prepared speeches clearly you can tell when somebody isn't prepared, but. Same thing goes for your work and your remote work. When you're about to give a presentation and do it remotely, part of the rehearsal should be testing the tech. Yes. I mean, clearly people should know, oh, um, I'm using WebEx today or I'm using Zoom today or I'm using whatever tool I'm using today. When I do the presentation on WebEx and I, you know, and I, I hit the share the screen button, what happens? You should know. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, the, and if you don't know, Find a friend and go through it before you actually present. Yeah. There's no, there's, you know, almost there there are many things that are more frustrating than than a than a a, a Zoom presentation or a WebEx presentation that doesn't quite get off the ground. And and we've gone into that a little bit. We will go into it with sound, especially. But it's really disappointing when it takes forever to figure out who's got the slides, how yeah. you advance them. Right. 
and so right. on. So right, and and I've always wondered, you know, the, these you look at a baseball game, a major league baseball game, and these managers and coaches can relay signs around mm-hmm. without even being interpreted. Like the other team can't get them unless you're the Houston Astros and you cheat. But right? <laughs> it's like, it's, but and so these guys are signaling, you know, on the third pitch, I want you to steal this base, but whatever it is, and they're doing this all with these hand signals, and yet we we have to say, God, can you? Can you change the, to the next slide, please? <laughs> you can't well, just right. hold up a finger. It's like, of course, to go to the next slide. You know? Yeah. You have to, you know, and some, that's a good point, though, that it takes, sometimes it takes more than two to tango here on these on yeah. these calls. And then with presentations, you need to have somebody in your corner to yeah. help with the tech when something's not going right or in Absolutely. case of a problem. Always have a backup plan. Always yes. have somebody can advance the slides for you. Um, there's too much to worry about, you know? So anyway, being taking action or being on stage, being the, you know, the, the playing the role for your, for the camera, right? Yeah. We want to be on screen. We want to be in the center of the frame. We want to have the lighting in front of us, not behind us. Yes. You know, those kinds of things we've talked about before. You know, the one, the one other thing that I would, I would kind of add to this whole uh, action thing is something in your, straight out of your book, Andrew, oh. that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. So, so when you're an actor, Another thing you really need to think about is like your script, right? What are you saying? And when you talk about the things that you're saying, um, uh, let me see what I just said there. You see, did you see yes. that? Oh yeah, um, there's a yeah. couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> you I'm started not with my favorite because, one. <laughs> yeah, which, which is um. So no, my favorite. So, they caught me on this because it's the um what we were going to be talking about, right? That the filler words. Toastmasters, yeah, Toastmasters, and yeah. the because they have this beautiful <laughs> history of uh, assigning a an um ah counter, <laughs> yeah, for each meeting, and the um ah counter has one responsibility. They sit there ticking <laughs> how many times somebody says um or ah or other filler words, and they charge you a fine. I don't know what it was in your meeting, in, in ours it was ten yen per 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 infraction up to a total of 200 yen. And believe me, there were several people in every meeting that would go to the two, they would max out the 200 yen, which means 20 times <laughs> with an I, um or So an Yeah, and we're, ta- we're talking about filler words here. I would absolutely max that out all the time. Anybody who listens to my podcast on, you know, or anybody who, hear it, just hear me. I, just thinking about it is making the hamster in my head just turn on filler words again and again. And I, I have to stop myself. If I slow down and I think very carefully about what I'm about to say, those filler words will disappear. See? But I, when I start to talk really fast, um, they start to come back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's, very, it's very interesting the way that your brain works and tries to keep, you know, the language tries to keep heavy. Some people are just naturally much better at this than others. And some people have not even been aware of the filler words they use until a a hugely embarrassing moment. I wrote an article years ago based on a meeting that I'd attended where I I titled it the (laughs) epidemic because it was (laughs) maybe, maybe it should come back around now that we're in a pandemic, but the epidemic was a a senior leader who you literally used the word, uh, 50 times in five minutes. I mean, how do you, get that many but it was he was saying things like well we at the uh united uh states uh of america have been thinking a lot about uh this and uh other issues you, you do just that much and look how aggravating it gets and the thing is once you've heard yourself 
doing it, it or you know, it, it could blow. It blew up Caroline Kennedy's Senate Senate run, right? She was running for Senate, and they posted a a video of her saying "you know" fifty times in an interview, something like that. And it, it, it so it can be embarrassing, and it can be challenging to overcome it. But you already hit the word, you, you nailed it again. How to get rid of it? Slow down, pause, and and and, and get tired of paying fines. <laughs> Yeah, ne- negative incentives are always good. I try really hard to think through what I'm about to say when I'm on a meeting. But when you're in the thick of things, especially in a podcast and when I'm having a conversation with somebody and yeah. it's a natural conversation, yeah. I I just let the filler words fly. I don't really yeah. care. But you know, now of course I'm really conscious of it. And if I had the, if I had the filler word jar, yeah, yeah, you could decide. Let's see what would happen. I, I wonder. I tend to use, as I started to say, my favorite one is so. And I only mm-hmm. learned that when we did a we did a project two summers ago, two and a half summer about. And they were making some videos, and the videographer said, "So, do you realize you're starting every, <laughs> almost every sentence or every episode is so?" And I realized, well, I, I it happens, I man. Yeah. It happens. I find myself emulating other people a lot, like mm. or or mimicking. Maybe is the re- the better word unconsciously. So, I had this the CEO I worked with a while back, who used to say sort of a lot, mm. sort of mm. like in his in his uh, in his uh, kind of southern accent. Great man, mm. fantastic speaker, very charismatic, very knowledgeable, brilliant, and he also he always said sort of. Yeah, it's sort of this sort of. And I, it just sort of stuck with me. <laughs> See, there it goes. And now I find myself using that a lot, sort of, yeah. kind of. And what's really bad, we had a guy doing that a while back too, another organization who was the treasurer. And he would, he would oh. give financial reports with a lot of sort of, we didn't. That's not right. Didn't sort of have 22 million yen in expense. That's sort of, kind of, no, no. It was, it was either there or it wasn't. And, and the only way, again, so he was your boss and he probably didn't, he wasn't aware of it and probably didn't want to change. If we do want to change, if we want to improve that aspect of our presentation, right? Our performance on the screen, let people know that you want to, you want to improve in that area. And, and you'd be surprised. I mean, people pick up on it and then it's like, Oh, wow. Ah, it's painful. Yeah, And you can make a, you can make a game of it. <laughs> yes. Just like Toastmasters did yes. where, you're counting people's ums and ahs and so's and therefores and not therefores, but sort ofs and kindas and you knows, you know, like, <laughs> and it's, it's a fun thing. I, I, like I said, I kind of steer, I don't think about it very much, but when mm. I do think about it, strangely enough, <laughs> the number of filler words really, really plummet. Yep. When I think about it. Yep. And I'm clearly thinking about it right now <laughs> because I haven't had a filler word in at least four or five sentences. It shows. <laughs> it's amazing. So when we talk about action, we talk about being in front of the camera, keep in mind, you know, you're playing a role and yep. you should be in the frame properly. You should be lit properly. You should have, you know, come with the right costume, whatever that may be, present yourself well, you know, try to cut back on the ums and ahs. If you have trouble doing that because you think it's vain or it's, I'm not really an actor. Remember you are playing a role and you're doing this for others. For others, again, for the benefit of the audience. Yep. You are not the important person here. Right. 
You're essential you know, though from last week. You're remember? essential. <laughs> you're essential, but remember it's it's all about everybody's experience together. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Until next time, when we will we will talk next time on the podcast, we will be talking about camera on and off. Oh yeah, that that's a controversial one as well. When do you turn your camera on? When do you turn it off? Yes. I know it's topical these days. Yeah. There's certain people we could ask about that <laughs> who are who are now in hiding probably for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that next time. And until Excellent. then, we'll see you then. Sayonara. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Remote Work Companion with your remote work companions, Dan Nessel and me, Andrew Silberman. We hope you enjoyed our tips, tricks, and attitude shifts to make remote work work better for you. Any ideas for future episodes or tips and tricks you'd like to share? Contact us at podcast at remoteworkcompanion.com. That's podcast at remoteworkcompanion.com. And make sure you never miss an episode. Subscribe today on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the podcast player of your choice. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. Thanks again for listening.